So we're holding by Malachim Aleph, we have Perik Yedalit, Pasach of Zion. This year we started as a Schosi Lunishmas, Yechaskal Shraga, Ben Avram Yehuda, Shalsviel Schosi Lunishmas, Abichil Mechabanashim, Moshe Ben Daniel, Chaim Lazar Ben Shimshanaria, Yenasta Tirol Basi Cheskel, as well as a Schosfer Fushlem of Chaim Moshe Shobemalka, and Chaim Daipa Minarachel. So we saw last time that under the failed leadership of Rechavam, the two Shvatim go off the derech. And as a result, Hashem sends Shishak, the king of Mitzrayim, to go and conquer them and to loot the treasures of the Beis Hamikdash and the treasures of the king's palace. Pasuch of Zion, so we saw also in Pasuch of Vav that he took these golden shields that Shlomai had made, the elaborate golden shields. So Pasuch of Zion, Vayas HaMelech Rechavam Tachtam, so Rechavam now replaces those golden shields with Maginei Nechoshas, with copper shields. They were not as elaborate, they were not as as expensive. Vehifkid al Yad Sarei Haratzim, and he put them in the in the charge of the captains of the captains of the runners who were the ones who guarded the entrance to the king's palace. It was whenever the king would come up to the Beis HaMikdash, so the runners would carry them, these shields, and then they would return them to the chamber where it was kept, the chamber of the runners where these shields were kept. Meaning that the shields were placed on the wall, but when Rechavam would go to the Beis HaMikdash, he would have them carried. There was this honor guard that would accompany him, Rashi says, and carry these substitute shields to, to go up to the Beis HaMikdash. Now, this would seem to be a chutzpah on Rechavam's part, because when you go up to the Beis HaMikdash, you're supposed to go up with hachna, with humbleness, with with koivid reish. You're supposed to go up with uh, humility, with a sense of tshuva, not with displays of grandeur and going up with an honor guard. So it would seem to be a little bit of a chutzpah on his part. However, the Radak and the Abar Benel are Dan Lekafschus, and they say that the runners in the shields were actually bodyguards because Rechavim feared that the people might attack him on his way up to be to go to the Beis Hamikdash, maybe because of uh, his failure to protect them when, against the invasion of Shishak Melech Mitzrayim. We have an interesting word here, ta haratzim, ta, the room, the cheder, the chamber, the cell. We had a similar word when we were learning about the Beis HaMikdash and there was the annex and there were all these chambers, these cells that made up the annex. They were referred to as the 38 ta'im. The Shevet Musar says that in Shemayim there is also a ta haratzim. There is this chamber of runners. There is a chamber of runners for Klai Yisrael, and there's a chamber of runners for the Sitra Achra that's Keneged Klai Yisrael. The chamber of runners that protects Klai Yisrael is made up of Malachim that go around protecting Klai Yisrael against the anim- their, its enemies. And then the Sitra Achra has a similar chamber of runners that go around passing Zerah against Klai Yisrael. And he says that we see references to both of these in the Megillah, because when Haman passes the Zerah against Yisrael to kill all the Jews, the Pasuk there says that Haratzim Melech, that the runners ran out uh, uh, very quickly to carry out the, to, or to pass word about the uh, decree of the king. And yet later on in the Megillah, when Mordechai issues the decree that the Yidden are allowed to uh, stand up against their enemies on Yud Gimel, so there it says, Haratzim Yatzim and then it says, that these, the the representing, meaning these these runners are the Ta Ratzim and Shemayim. The runners protecting Klai Yisrael went out and defeated the runners representing the Sitra Achra. And that is, and what gives them Kayach? What gives this Malachim who defend Klai Yisrael the Kayach? When we run after Torah and we run after mitzvahs, that gives them the Kayach. We're feeding, we're the energy source for these Malachim that go around defending Klai Yisrael. So let's continue. The rest of the 
actions of Rechavim, everything that he did, everything he accomplished. They recorded in the the Divrei Yamim, the Book of Chronicles, that chronicled the life and times of the kings of Yehuda. Again, as I said last time, the Navi, the Nach, is not a place to record the history, the facts and circumstances. It's just to record the things to learn from. If you want to find out about the facts and details and more about his policies and his accomplishments, for that you can go and look at the history books. There was a war or a state of war that existed between Rechavim and Yeravim for all of their days. So the Radak explains, so we learned back in Perak Yudbeis, that after Yeravam secedes with the Ten Shvatim, Rechavim mobilizes his army to go back and, and regain control over those Shvatim, but the Navi Shmaya tells him that it was the Ratzon Hashem that the Malchus be split. So the Radak says later he reorganized the troops and although he did not invade the Ten Shvatim, but there was a constant state of war between the two kingdoms. The Avnei Nezer in Yeridea explains why Rechavim rearmed and reorganized despite Shmaya's earlier Nevuah. The Melech, meaning Rechavim, knew that the Malchus was divided. Why? Because of Shlomo's mistakes, that his wives sinned later in his years and it was attributed to Shlomo. But he, seeing that Yeravim was doing that much worse, was a chayte amachte and causing Klai Yisrael to go way off the derech, way past anything that Shlomo had been guilty of. So he felt that there was no longer a justification to secede. You know, if you're going to break away and do better, so that's one thing. But if you're going to break away and do even worse, then the reason why you're breaking away, so Rechavim felt that there's no justification for the Malchus to be split anymore, and therefore he reorganized possibly to retake power. Kliyakar explains a Melchama Hayasa does not mean that there was an active war, but rather there was a cold war. There was hostilities between the two sides. They did not actively engage in battle, but there was a cold war. There was this hostility that uh, you could cut with a knife that existed between Rechavim and Yeravim's kingdoms. Pasuk Lamed Aleph, we come to the end of Rechavim's reign. Vayishkav Rechavim and Mavaisa, Rechavim died, lay with his fathers. Vayikavim Mavaisa, Bir David, he was buried with his fathers in the city of David. Vishem Imai, his mother's name, again, it's repeated here, Namoha Moines. Vayimloch Aviyam Benoitachtav, his son Aviyam ruled in his stead. Once again over here, there's a machlaikis between the Mepharshim of why Nama is being repeated. So the Abarbanel who learned that Nama was not a good person, that she was a Russia. So he says that she's mentioned again to tell you that she continued to influence Rechavam in the wrong ways until the end of his days. And that the Pasuk is telling you, although he was buried with his with Shlaimah and David, his ancestors, who were tzaddikim, his actions are not comparable to them. He happened to be buried with them because he happened to be their child and their grandchild, but not because of anything that he deserved. However, according to the other Mepharshim, that she was a tzaddikess, she's mentioned here to imply that even though her son may have gone off and declined from his initial stature, but she remained constantly on the level. In fact, the Chaymas Sanach says that the Pasuk is repeating it to tell you that the reason why Rechavam was Zaychet Ramachas is because of his mother, because she was a Tzadikas. She merited that her son should sit on the throne, not necessarily because of any schos that Rechavam had, but it was because of her schos that she merited that her son should be the one to succeed Shlaimai. One last point on Aviyam, who takes over as king. The, in in, in Divrei Ayamim, he is referred to as Aviyah, the same name as the son of Yeravam. And we're going to see this a few times, there's going to be kings or people that live at the same time that have the same name. So he also, Rechavim also has a son, Avia, and he's called Avia in Divrei Yamim. The Malbim says, why is he called Aviyam over here? Possibly that that was a nickname given to him by the Ten Shvatim, that they were saying, our Avia is a good guy. 
Aviyam, their Aviyah, he's, we don't want him, he's theirs, he's for the Tushvatim, he's a Russia, we don't care for him, we don't want him. And so they nicknamed him Aviyam, their Aviyah, because our Aviyah, the son of Yeravam, was a Tzaddik, we don't want anything to do or any association with their Aviyah, who was a Russia.